You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis, solo here for the final hour, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern, as we do each and every weekday. You can follow me on Twitter, at Adam Ronis, on the gram at aron 88 and check out all my work at fulltimefantasy.com. Have the week seven deep sleepers article up that was posted this morning. So you can check that out. Our week seven projections are up and they will be tweaked uh, with all the injury news that is be filtering in between today and tomorrow, all the way up until kickoff on Sunday morning. We have a UFC preview. If you uh, want to make some money there in DFS, our wide receiver matchups report um, and our week seven stardom sit as well as an article on Patrick Mahomes and the impact of that on um, your fantasy team, as obviously that is the big story today, which we will talk about in a little bit. Uh, We also have uh, Steve Renner from uh, Full-Time DFS. He's going to join me a little bit earlier today in the third segment. So he'll be on here around 3.23 p.m. Eastern to look at the slate for the weekend in DFS. And you could check out our DFS articles on the site as well, including the optimizer and Slack chat. So you can uh, check all of that out uh, right now uh, on the site. And you can also check out our work at si.com slash fantasy. I have my sneaky starts article up there as well as the stock watch. So uh, plenty of content to help you guys out. Let's kick it off looking at last night's game. And obviously uh, everyone is well aware now. Patrick Mahomes, big story there last night, getting hurt on a quarterback sneak with that uh, patellar tendon. And it looks like it's not as bad as they initially thought, or, I mean, no one knew the extent of it, but he had an MRI today, and it is a dislocated right kneecap. So he's going to get a couple of more opinions before a final decision is made, but they did say he avoided significant additional damage, and they expect a brief absence. Three weeks is the best-case scenario. Remember, they have a week 12 by so you are going to miss him for several weeks matt moore will be in at quarterback uh he didn't practice at all with the first team offense this year and you could understand that with mahomes so you know he is a veteran it is going to take a hit on this offense i mean to me basically the only guys i feel comfortable starting are kelsey and tyreek hill you know every week we were looking at a guy like demarcus robinson mccall harman as a potential upside play uh, but that's going to be limited now with more at quarterback. So uh, we'll see if they make any moves, but tough break for Mahomes owners. And, you know, I could see a lot of scenarios where the Patrick Mahomes owner didn't have a backup. And, you know, to me, I was okay with that. You know, y- you can sit here and protect over every little injury, and people like to do that. Uh, but when you have Mahomes, you're pretty much playing him every week. I know there were probably some people who wanted to bench him this week. Oh, short week, the injury. But when you have a guy like Patrick Mahomes, you're pretty much playing him every week. And if you're trying to maximize every roster spot, you know, I could see. Um, now, when I play in a league with 20 roster spots, you know, I like to have two quarterbacks. Uh, we've seen the injuries this year. Now, if I'm in a league with 16 roster spots, I usually don't like to have two quarterbacks. Uh, so it really depends. But I could see a lot of Mahomes owners not having anyone. Uh, and it depends who's out there on the waiver wire. I mean, it really depends on the depth of your league. You know, Sam Darnold might still be out there, but I got to think people picked him up after seeing his performance last week. And everyone is well aware of how great the Jets' schedule is going forward. So, you know, if you have any of those questions, you could ask them on the message boards and forums, and, you know, we'll help you get a Mahomes replacement. Uh, the Kansas City backfield is just a nightmare right now. Uh, it's really LaShawn McCoy. I mean, 12 for 64, and he looked good in two receptions for 12 yards, but. As I touched upon a little bit in the first hour, I mean, Damian Williams, I don't recall recommending him any question I got. Like, I saw Damian Williams, and it was like immediately cross him off the list. I wrote about him in the stock watch. I mean, he's trending down. He's not playing much. He had two touches last week. And in this game, did nothing. Nine carries for seven yards. Two receptions in this game as well. And even Darrell Williams is still getting some playing time. It's not a lot, but, uh, you know, he is on the field like 25, 30% of the time. So, you can't play Damian Williams right now. And, you know, the warning signs were there before the year. You know, kept bringing up how he only had 50 carries last season. Uh, he's 27 years old. And, you know, everyone likes to say, well, it's the Chiefs offense. You want a piece of that running game. 
But especially once they brought in LaShawn McCoy, you knew it was a little risky with Damian Williams. So uh, I didn't draft him anywhere this year. And uh, yeah, I know he got hurt, but he's just trending downward. I don't see how you play him. Tyree Kill, look, that touchdown saved his day. But that is the whole point with a guy like Tyree Kill. You know, and yes, his upside and ceiling is lower with Matt Moore at quarterback. You know, he's probably not a top three receiver anymore, but you still play him most weeks because he's capable of what he showed last night with that 57-yard touchdown reception. So only five targets, three for 74 and a touchdown. Travis Kelsey still has yet to find the end zone. I know everyone's disappointed because it's six for 44. It's still going to be better than a lot of tight ends for the week, but not what you expected there. You wanted more. Uh, if you played McCall Hardman, you got fortunate that he found the end zone. He was open on another play, and the pass was deflected by a defensive lineman. But it's going to be really difficult to play those guys going forward. I played McCall Hardman out of desperation in my home league just because of the injuries and the bye weeks. I had no choice, uh, and it worked out. You know, Definitely got fortunate there. I had to play Demarcus Robinson in a couple leagues. It didn't work out, just three for 31. But uh, it definitely takes a toll on this offense. Uh, on the Broncos side, man, what a disaster this was. You know, the Broncos were only three-point underdogs, and we were sitting there going, that looks fishy. Because I think if you just said, who's going to win this game, most people would have said, oh, yeah, Kansas City. But then you see the spread of three, and you're like, well, what is going on? But, man, what a dismal performance for the Broncos last night. And I don't know what the hell the play design was on that fake punt. I mean, it looked like that was just drawn up on the spot. You know how you play – football in the street with your friends and someone tries to come up with some wacky play and no one knows what the quarterback is calling for and everyone goes out there and kind of just runs around and has no clue what's going on that's what it looked like last night I don't even know what the intention was there and that kind of set the bad tone and boy Kansas City's defense just went off and they were someone that I streamed this week in a league and it wasn't because I loved them it was because there were very bad options on the waiver wire this week and I felt like maybe Kansas City could get a special teams touchdown it also felt like they would play better after being embarrassed over the last couple weeks but boy no one could have expected this performance I mean they had nine sacks in this game they had the defensive touchdown so I unfortunately went against Kansas City in the league and seeing those 25 26 points sucks but I was fortunate enough to have the Kansas City defense in my lineup in the league when we return, we will talk more about the Denver side of the football and what went wrong for this team. When we return, it is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast 
on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here it is, full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rohn is here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Steve Renner from Full-Time DFS will join me in the next segment to look at the DFS slate for the weekend. Uh, Ed Werder, ESPN reporting. Sources say the Chiefs are working through second opinions on quarterback Patrick Mahomes' knee injury following the MRI performed earlier today. So we'll see if more news filters out there for those Patrick Mahomes owners. Uh, real quick, let's take a look at the Denver side of the football last night. And, you know, I know the people who started Philip Lindsay are frustrated. Dude, it was the right call, man. I've always said this. Anyone who's listened to me for a long time over the years, sometimes you make the right call and it doesn't work out. You really cannot fault yourself for starting Philip Lindsay. I mean, the Chiefs were getting shredded on the ground. The Broncos love to run the football. And you knew that was going to be the game plan. That was the way to beat the Chiefs. We've seen it over the last couple of weeks. But the Chiefs finally showed up. You know, they probably were sick of being, you know, just run on, and uh, they stepped up and they shut down the run. I mean, Lindsey had 11 for 36 and one catch for minus four yards, and that came late in the game, and he looked at Flacco after catching like, really, dude? Come on, man. So uh, it was just unfortunate. Royce Freeman, who I did like this week, uh, it worked out because he got the touchdown, 10 for 35. He finally got his first touchdown of the year. I put in sneaky starts. He's likely to score this week, and he had four catches for 32 yards. So it worked out well there. And Freeman seems to be catching the football way more this year, and that's the big thing, too. Uh, He's had several games of at least four receptions. Cortland Sutton, I mean, this guy's a baller, man. It's just Flacco's his quarterback. It does limit him, but Sutton's a guy that you're pretty much starting every week. Uh, He has really stepped up this year. Eight targets, six for 87. Emmanuel Sanders, uh, I didn't see him on the field late. Remember, it was a short week. He's battling a knee injury. He was five for 60. Maybe he gets traded. So you do have to worry about him, though. He's older. Uh, He's already been banged up a little bit, and that's why I didn't like him before the year. Uh, But again, he looked great in the preseason, and he has slowed down. And Noah Fant, geez, man, a couple really bad drops. One catch for seven yards and five targets. So... I'm sure some people streamed him, but boy, that was just a disgusting outing for him last night. Uh, it's it, tight ends tough, man. You know, when you are at the bottom of that barrel, man, uh, it, it really gets uh, to a dicey position there. Uh, let's take a look at some injury news. A lot going on right now. And the Raiders have ruled out wide receiver Tyrell Williams. And I think we kind of knew this was coming. He's been dealing with this plantar fasciitis, which we didn't know about until recently. So um, this is a big injury, and Williams will not play this week. So remember, they recently acquired Zay Jones. uh, So maybe I don't know how much he is going to play, uh, but that's a real, real deep league. I don't feel comfortable starting him. I think he's someone I'd rather stash, and let's see how he assimilates into the offense. I haven't really seen anything on Darren Waller. I think he plays. I know he was added to the injury report late in the week, which we never like to see. But, man, it's just very thin uh, in that receiving core. And, obviously, this is going to be a a heavy Josh Jacobs game once again. As we saw right before the bye, they gave him a big workload. And uh, that's what they're probably going to do against Green Bay, who uh, has 
been up and down against the run this year. They obviously were very good against Kerryon Johnson last week, but we've seen them really struggle against the run this year. So it's a big injury. Uh, Tyrell Williams looked like he was going to be a real nice value, uh, especially with his start to the season. But this plantar fasciitis is uh, something that obviously can linger, and it only gets better with rest. And for him not to be there after the bye week uh, certainly is a little bit of a concern for those that have Tyrell Williams. Uh, Devin Singletary is off the injury report, so he's going to play. Was never worried about it. It's a great matchup against the Dolphins. You know, Frank Gore's probably going to get most of the touches. But Singletary has already shown in the two games this year, you give him eight to ten touches, he can still produce. And it's the Dolphins' defense. So, yeah, I think Singletary is in play for sure this week. I will be using him in a lot of scenarios. Now, people hear me say that and they go, oh, i got to get Singletary in. I'm not playing him over, like, you know, every running back. It's just that this is a week with a tough buys, man, for sure. And, uh, you know, if you have McCaffrey out and you have Singletary in a deep format, you're probably going to play him. So uh, it depends on the format. But, you know, it's not like we can pencil him in for 18 touches. I would expect 8 to 12. And, again, good opportunity to score a touchdown because he is going against the Miami run defense, which has been terrible. Chris Thompson's been ruled out for the week. He's dealing with this turf toe. So it'll be Adrian Peterson, Wendell Smallwood as the main backs. And, you know, Thompson was averaging, you know, four or five receptions a game. So I was actually using him in some PPR formats uh, paired with Christian McCaffrey, and the rest of my team was good. So I don't think a lot of people were playing him, but in deeper formats, he certainly was someone uh, that you were using uh, in league. So he'll be out there. He'll be out this week. Uh, Alvin Kamara wasn't spotted at practice today. He's been dealing with this high ankle issue. Uh, So... This is obviously a big concern. I don't think he plays. Um, we'll know for sure, I guess, either later today or tomorrow. Uh, if he doesn't go on the flight to Chicago, then obviously uh, we'll know. Uh, I'm not expecting him to play. I think if you have him, uh, hopefully when you were hitting the waiver wire this week, you saw that there was a possibility he wouldn't play and you were able to uh, either make a move, make a trade, or maybe you just had... Uh, something on your roster where you are able to replace him. So uh, I do like Latavius Murray. I know it's not the best matchup against the Bears, but we did see Josh Jacobs run all over the Bears two weeks ago. Everyone else has been pretty much stopped, but the Saints have a good offensive line, and Murray's going to get 15 to 20 touches. I'm pretty sure of it, and he can catch four or five passes. He had a reception for a touchdown call back last week due to a penalty, so... Uh, I'm going to use Murray in season-long leagues for sure. If I have him in most instances, um, and I've drafted him in several leagues because I expected him to kind of play that Mark Ingram role, and it it hasn't happened. And I'm pretty sure it's because Teddy Bridgewater's in there. But I think if Drew Brees was there, we would see him more. Uh, But Kamara, certainly uh, risky. They have a a bye in Week 9, so it's possible we see him miss the next two weeks. But we'll just have to wait and see on that. But... Uh, Latavius Murray should not be on the waiver wire. And I know most of the leagues you guys are listening in, he was drafted and held on to, but uh, he could have been dropped over the last couple weeks without doing much. So just check just in case. But I would think he's owned in most leagues. Jared Cook could also be out. And with the tight end position, man, this is a disaster. And so this, uh, I'll give an example of something that I did. And this is where just being sharp and paying attention to little details really helps. Because some people... More so, I guess, in casual leagues, they don't pay attention to the little details. So, saw the report about Cook yesterday, and I have a team with Jared Cook and Chris Herndon. And I was like, man, we knew Herndon was likely not going to play, and that game's Monday night. So now I'm looking at my roster, and I really don't have anyone I want to drop. I guess I could have dropped Cook, uh, and I do think Herndon will be the guy that I lean on most of the year, but I need to see the guy healthy first. You know, that's the hamstring issue, and he hasn't played yet this year. So I kind of need to see him on the field. Cook obviously has been better the last two weeks, and with Breeze coming back soon, that could help. But I have to decide do I drop Jared Cook, or I have to decide last night do I drop McCole Hartman? Because remember, he played last night. So once he plays, he's locked. So if I didn't make that decision before the game, then I would have had to probably drop Cook. So uh, I decided to drop McCole Hardman. I know he scored a touchdown, but I wasn't starting him this week. I didn't need him in that league. 
and I dropped him before the game to open up the roster spot. So you really have to pay attention to every little detail. Otherwise, you get stuck in a corner. So that's why you always have to look at your rosters and understand. And I know there's some, there might be some software where it doesn't lock the player that plays. I'm not sure, but I made sure to double check and look at it. It's on CVS that I made sure, uh, and it does lock. So I had to get rid of him uh, to open up that roster spot. So make sure you always look at all those little details because it's important. You don't want to get stuck in a position. Um, Marquise Lee has been ruled out for the Jaguars. Uh, and Didi Westbrook, that's the one we're watching. He's got this shoulder issue. He's officially questionable. He came on the injury report midweek, so it sounds like it's a game-time decision. I mean, this is a great matchup against the Bengals' defense that is struggling this year and is going to be without their starting two cornerbacks. So, obviously, this is really good for DJ Chark coming off a down game, but he should be flooded with targets this week in this matchup. And I'm sure with all the bye week issues, people were going to look at D.D. Westbrook this week. So uh, he's going to be a game-time decision, so you're going to have to monitor that news. When we return, it's time to look at the DFS slate for Week 7. Steve Renner, full-time DFS. He will join me next to give you the picks that you need here on Full-Time Fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back. 
Back here at his full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern with the NBA season just around the corner. You can become Daily Roto's eighth daily fantasy millionaire. Dunk on your NBA DFS competition and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with the DailyRoto.com optimizer and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with the promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com slash DUNK to learn more. That's DailyRoto.com slash DUNK to get your 10% off now. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Joining me now to look at the slate for Week 7 NFL DFS, it is Steve Renner, full-time DFS. Steve, what's going on? Hey, happy Friday, Adam. How you doing? Pretty good. Uh, let's kick it off looking at the quarterback position. Several in good spots this week. Uh, are you looking at the high end for quarterbacks this week? Yeah, I am, and, and I agree. There are a lot that, that kind of stand out as good plays this week, and so the interesting thing is we have two games that feature um, two quarterbacks that are similar in some ways, and, and starting with at the top, obviously, Lamar Jackson and Russ Wilson going up against each other in Seattle in a spot that I think is is the game of the week um, at, at four thirty this afternoon or this this Sunday. And Wilson, I mean, we know what he's been doing all season long, especially at home. He's been fantastic. He's he's going to throw the ball a ton, and I think people are going to see the the two teams as Seattle and, and Baltimore, and still think that they're stout defensively. But the reality is that that both are playing high scoring games, and, and Baltimore comes in uh, surprisingly with the number one ranked offense all around. I know a lot of it's been on the ground, and, and that's a dual threat spot that you give up Lamar Jackson, but. I think there's a lot of points to be had there. And so, you know, I, I encourage people not to start with quarterback a lot of weeks, um, but I wouldn't punt it this week in particular because I think you've got two guys at the top who will definitely get you a, a pretty good floor uh, depending on where you spend elsewhere. The other game, though, that, uh, that I was referring to and guys that are similar is Daniel Jones and Kyler Murray, and I'm really heavy on the Giants this week. I love teams that have been playing on, on Thursday night the week before. I, I did a breakdown on my article about it. They're 8-2 coming in, with one of the two losses being the, the Tampa game where they blew the field goal at the end and the other one the Rams last week. So Thursday teams the week before played really well. you got Arizona coming in, uh, west to east, a 1 o'clock game here. Neither team is very good defensively, but I love the Giants um, in, in this game overall. And you get two quarterbacks who can run a little bit, I think people are going to see Barkley back and, and avoid Jones. Uh, we know the rushing upside that Kyler Murray has, and obviously the big play threat that he's got going up against that Giants secondary, which is getting torched by by speed guys. But for me, it's those four guys. Um, the one interesting thing, though, is that you got a scenario there where if you don't like one of them, you could fade. So let's say you don't like the Seattle game, and you could fade both of them, hope that it's low scoring. Um, you could do the same thing certainly with the, with the Giants game as well, but I like those two games a lot more than – one of the other chalky spots, which I think is going to be the uh, the Atlanta and L.A. game, but I'm not on uh, Jared Goff this week in the Rams. I'm not on Matt Ryan too much either. Certainly with Jalen Ramsey being there, that, that creates a little bit more of a challenging spot for, for Julio Jones, who would have been a pretty good play. Would you go to any of the lower quarterbacks, 5,500 or under, like a Gardner Minshew against Cincinnati, or you think this is a week you don't need to do that and just go with the quarterbacks you already hit on? No, yeah, I, I do like a couple of Minshew's uh, receiving targets there. And, you know, when we get to the running backs, Fournette's the obvious chalk, but I, that doesn't drive me to to want to look at Minshew. The one interesting guy that, uh, if you're below 6K on DK, is Jacoby Brissett. Um, we know T.Y. Hilton, if you look up his numbers against Houston, he's destroyed them every time he's played them. And it's it's really been six-plus years. Um, Indy coming off a bye, Houston coming off two big wins. I think Jacoby Brissett at 5,600 in a spot where Houston funnels everything to the passing game is is someone that will get you a pretty good value. But I'm not chasing anybody below that. I think the, the Lions game is low scoring. The, the Saints and Bears should be very low scoring. Um, I know a couple people are on Andy Dalton, but it I, I don't see the point. You know, if it was a week where we didn't have the high-end guys that were in really, really good spots, that you could consider punting quarterback. But there's some guys out here who should – uh, approach 30 points this week, so I wouldn't go too cheap. Running back, you touched on Fournette. He's going to be chalk at 7K. He's just getting a huge workload going against the Bagels. You got Barkley at 89, Cook at 8, David Johnson 78. Uh, any of those guys, or does it start with Fournette for you this week? Well, I think you'd make your first decision on Fournette because he could, I and mean, we could see him push 50% this week. Um, there's 
going to be no Kamara. There's no McCaffrey. There's no Zeke. There's no Le'Veon Bell. So, right? So we we just chopped off a lot of the high end running backs. There are a couple ones up there, but Fournette going up against the Bengals defense, which is really um, you know bottom fifth of the league, if if you will. And he's been getting the ball a ton. Uh, you know, he's he's touching it well over twenty times a game on the ground and through the air. And at that price on DK, it, it's hard to envision him not getting twenty unless he gets hurt. And of all the running backs uh, to potentially get hurt, he's probably the most likely. Right? We're almost halfway through the season, and we haven't seen that Fournette injury game. So you could lean away from him, but Jacksonville should put up points. And I would say if you come off Fournette, go to the receivers to to get some some shares of Jaguars, but. I think it's side on Fournette, but my number one back is Saquon Barkley. Um, I think people are surprised that he's come back so so quickly and had the game last week been on a Sunday, he probably would have played it, in my opinion. He's a freak of nature. It's a great matchup against the Cardinals. He'll touch the ball um, through the air as well. To me, with so limited options, it's Barkley one. You can get Fournette two. And if you go with Fournette, you and I were talking about this before, Latavius Murray at 5K or 5100 there for the Saints with Kamara being out. Um, I know he hasn't been ruled out yet, but he, he will be out. Uh, he's going to see the ball a ton. And the other cheap guys that you can kind of fit in there if you want to pay pay up there. If you want to take a gamble, um, we've got the Bills with both Gore and Singletary up against the Dolphins. The problem there is you could see one half is Gore and the second half is, is Singletary, but both of them are in a really good spot, well under 6K, uh, to look at to, to pair as a third running back if you want to do that in the flex. What about Josh Jacobs at 5K? Yeah, so Josh Jacobs, it, I was uh, just overlooked him to, to mention that in the chief spot. He's, to be honest with you, he's my number two back that I paired with, with Saquon. Uh, I like the Raiders this week, and it may shock some people. They've been on the road, it seems like, the entire season, but Green Bay to me is, is just not – they're not as good as the record. They sweep by in a lot of few spots. And the way the teams have beat them, especially teams going into Lambeau, has been on the ground. And Jacobs is a, a fantastic value. Um, and he's a little bit tougher to fit in on Fandle, where he's priced up a little bit. But you're right, that, that 5000 price tag is another guy to consider uh, as a pairing there that's really cheap. The one other running back, just to you know throw out there, is people got to decide upon. Todd Gurley, if he's cleared... You know, I know he hasn't done it. There's a lot of speculation that it's really his knee that's injured. Uh, but he is returning back to Atlanta, um, his hometown there. So, you know, got to take a look at Gurley there, 6400 against the Falcons. Joined by Steve Renner. You can find him at full-time DFS. I am going to guess and say at wide receiver, you're starting 6K and lower this week. Am I correct? Uh, mostly, or, there's a there's a Michael, couple sneaky guys. Michael there. Thomas, you're you're on Thomas for his 15 targets this week. No, no, okay. I'd be surprised if he gets that. No, I, I think it's bleed the clock, run the ball. Um, I mean, the, the only things that I would consider are Latavius Murray, or if you want to go deep at tight end, someone like Josh Hill with with Jared Cook probably being out. But no, I'm not on Thomas. I. I was, you know, at the beginning of the week when I saw Talib was out, I said, all right, it's all Julio. And then, of course, they made the trades, and now it's back to no Julio at all. Um, I'm not on the Rams receivers, and I'll tell you one thing about that Rams game. You've got Cup, Cooks, Woods, Everett, the running back situation. There's so many mouths to feed there, and I, I, I see the Rams getting out to a lead early here, and they're just trying to get in and get out of the game. So while Cooper Cup is a great play, I would look at a, a guy like Keenan Allen for 6,700 that's going to be probably 5% owned up against Tennessee, who's got a pretty good rush defense. The Chargers are really in a desperation shot. So if you're looking for a low-owned guy above 6K, uh, Keenan Allen would be it. But the, the only guy that I'm really loving on my main lineup is, is going to be Tyler Lockett in that game between Seattle and Baltimore. Um, he's, he's Russell Wilson's number one guy. He didn't get in the end zone last week, but 6,600 to me is, is still a pretty good price tag on him. But if you're looking for a low ones, a sleeper guy up top, it's not Thomas, it's not Hopkins, it's Keenan Allen this week. Oh, yeah, and I don't think a lot of people will play him coming off. He's had three weeks in a row where the targets haven't been there. People will see Hunter Henry back, and, yeah, he could be low on. I see him kind of getting lost in this slate where not a lot of people are playing him. You mentioned Jacksonville, DJ Chark, he's 6K. T.Y. Hilton, I got to think he's popular this week, coming back off the bye, going against Houston, and he's 5,900. Any interest in T.Y. this week? 
a lot on, on DK. Uh, his his upside against Houston over the years has been tremendous. He's got multiple uh, games with, well, with, with more than one touchdown. He's got multiple games over 150 yards. And I know personnel's changed. Obviously, Luck's not there. Some of the secondary has changed. But Houston, we saw them get torched by Tyree Hill twice last week in limited action. That's a great price on Hilton. Um, I don't think he'll be as high-owned as some of the Rams receivers and, and maybe even a couple guys in that uh, the Seattle game as well. But T.Y. is up there. And as, you know, I don't force this into my write-ups to come up with catchy slogans or whatnot, but it just kind of bled this way. I like Ty Lockett. I like T.Y. Hilton. And the other tie that I like is Tyler Boyd. And if I had to say a guaranteed touchdown this week, it would be Tyler Boyd. He's gone over 100 yards in his last two home games. Um, this game should have points considering the, the teams involved here. Um, you know, obviously Ramsey hasn't been playing for Jaguars, but Dalton's played better at home. And, you know, a lot of people in this game like the Jaguars side for offense. You got to look to Cincinnati as well. So Tyler Boyd is the other guy that's really sub six K to look at. And then someone I haven't seen the, the final word on him yet, but if Hollywood Brown is in uh, going up against that Seattle secondary, which has gotten beaten a lot this year, I think you have to love him with Lamar Jackson. Uh, he didn't practice again today. We got less than a minute. Real quick, who do you like at tight end? Uh, Evan Ingram's going to be chalky, but don't be afraid to pivot off of him. Mark Andrews is one. I like Trey Burton for Chicago, but my sleeper this week, Darren Fells for Houston. Uh, good run back on the opposite side there. All right, yeah, Fells 3,100 uh, has actually been productive. Double-digit points of PPR three of the last five games. Steve, appreciate the time, man, and good luck this weekend. Same to you, Adam. All right, again, that's Steve Renner. You can check him out full-time DFS. Check out his article previewing the DFS slate. You can also check out the Optimize. When we return, bad news here on a running back. I'll let you know who it is, what it means next here, Full-Time Fantasy. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. 
And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here on a Friday afternoon, week seven of the NFL season. And check me out, fulltimefantasy.com. I have my Week 7 Deep Sleepers article up. If you have any questions, you could ask them on the message boards and forums. And also check out my work, si.com slash fantasy. And not good news here if you own David Johnson. Cliff Kingsbury said that David Johnson is a game-day decision. It's not the back injury, which popped up two weeks ago. It's an ankle issue. He also said if the Cardinals had to play today... David Johnson would not have played. So this is not good news if you are a David Johnson owner. It is if you own Chase Edmonds. Because Chase Edmonds has been more involved in the offense over the last two weeks. And I think even without this David Johnson news, I felt like he was someone that you could use this week. Especially in 14-team leagues and even some 12-team leagues where you had injuries or bye week issues. Like, I already had him penciled into my lineup in my home league, because I had Christian McCaffrey on by, several receivers on by, so I was already playing him. I didn't feel great about it, but I was hoping that he would get double-digit touches. I like the spot here against the Giants. Should be high-paced on both sides. And Edmonds has been involved in the offense the last two weeks. He played 35% of the snaps in Week 5, 29% last week. He had five carries for 34 yards and two receptions for 33 yards with a touchdown last week. And the week before, he had eight carries for 68 yards with a score and three catches for 18 yards. So you figured, okay, he's going to get around 10 touches. And you always had the possibility of David Johnson potentially being limited or the ankle or back issue flaring up in the game. Now there's a realistic possibility that we don't even see David Johnson on Sunday, and that just makes Edmonds someone you get in your lineup. So uh, you really have to pay attention to that news uh, throughout the weekend. But Chase Edmonds, he better not be on the waiver wire. I mean, he's been in the – first of all, in a lot of the deep leagues, a lot of savvy leagues, Chase Edmonds was drafted, okay? Remember, we have a wide array of an audience. So some people are listening and they're in the high stakes. They go, oh, Chase Edmonds was drafted. Yes, but there are people that play in 10 or 12 team leagues, 16 roster spots. And maybe Edmonds was not picked up over the last two weeks. He should have been. But maybe I'm helping, even if I'm helping one person, that's all that matters. I feel good if I could help one person. I obviously want to help more, but if one person listening goes, hey, Chase Edmonds is available. Let me go get him now. Do it. Uh, but he's going to be someone that you want to get in there this week if David Johnson is out. Uh, and it could trend that way. I mean, if he couldn't play today, not feeling great about Sunday. But, hey, you never know. It could feel better Sunday, and he gives it a go. But either way, I think they find a way to get Edmonds, even if David Johnson's active. I see Edmonds getting 10 to 14 touches, so I'm playing him as of right now. Uh, Christian Kirk is a game-day decision. They're saying that he's cutting more often, but he's still not all the way there. So (laughs) earlier in the week, I thought Kirk was going to come back. Uh, As the week has gone on, I don't feel great about it. So I have him in a couple leagues. I was really hoping he could play. It's a good matchup. So we'll just have to kind of wait and see on that one. It looks like it'll be a game day decision. So hopefully we'll know uh, early Sunday morning, if not Saturday overnight, when some of those reports come out. But uh, I always this is what I say. I always say. Have a contingency plan. If you have Christian Kirk, just understand, all right, there's a chance he doesn't play and just be ready to pivot in case he's out. Uh, Sean McVay said Todd Gurley was limited in practice today, but he's optimistic he will be available Sunday. Malcolm Brown is doubtful, and McVay said if he's unable to go, Daryl Henderson will assume that role. Look, Henderson looked good last week. It was like six carries for 39 yards, but he showed some explosiveness, and I think that's what that offense could use. So... He is a little dicey because Malcolm Brown has not had a big role every week. But you saw what Henderson did last week. I And it's the Atlanta defense. I mean, if he had eight, nine touches, he could break one long run. So I think he's in play, too, this week. Uh, So it really depends on what you have. I mean, I don't want to say, oh, yeah, you have to get him in your lineup. Because I don't think you have to. Because we're not sure what his role is. You know, last week was seven touches. 
Now they didn't. They really got trampled by the 49ers, and this is a much more appealing matchup. But again, this is a big bye week, man. So uh, Henderson, I think, is in play um, if Malcolm Brown's out. But understand, it is risky. Uh, they could. They have not really showed a commitment to running the football this year. My guess is we, it's because they're worried about Todd Gurley. That is my guess. So Henderson is not as appealing as the others. Like Latavius Murray, I'd rather have if Kamara's out. And Edmonds, I'd rather have if David Johnson's out. But I think on a, in a deeper format, uh, if you picked up Henderson, uh, if Malcolm Brown's out, I think he's a, a decent start. Uh, but again, it all comes down to what you have. And that's where the message boards come into play. Because we're speaking in generality here. You know, some people might say, oh, you said Henderson was a solid play. Well, not over a lot of running backs. So that's where we need the specific roster context and the specific questions to help you out. That's where the message boards uh, come into play. So uh, just keep that in mind. Cowboys, very interesting this week, man. Uh, All of a sudden, things have kind of turned a little positive, which I wasn't expecting. I was thinking Amari Cooper would be out, but there's a chance now that he plays, that he went through practice today, and apparently he felt fine. So the problem here is the Cowboys-Eagles is the Sunday night game. So if these guys are game-time decisions, you're going to have to wait this out. So you have to have a backup plan. I have to look. I know in one of the leagues where I have Cooper, I picked up Devin Smith because I felt Devin Smith would be active, but now... I don't know. So I guess I'm probably going to wait around for Cooper. Look, it's risky. I mean, this thing is bothering him. This is a big game for Dallas. And I think that's why they're trying to get him out on the field. Uh, both teams, the Eagles and the Cowboys, are 3-3. Three and three. Dallas is already 2-0 and oh in the division. And they go into bye next week. So I think if Dallas was in a better spot, if they were 5-1, and one, he'd sit. But they're 3-3. Three and three, And obviously, there's a lot of pressure here. So basically... Cowboys have a ton of injuries, but they're all listed as questionable. So, Brandel Cobb even uh, is listed as questionable. The offensive lineman. Uh, but looks like most of them are going to play. So, again, Cooper is probably, well, he definitely isn't 100%. Uh, there's risk. We've kind of been this through this before. You, that's the thing with this, okay? You have to make a determination yourself. I can tell you. A lot of people will say, well, tell me what you would do if this is your team. I always answer questions that way. I always answer questions as if this was my team. So you don't need to preface that. And you got to understand the risk that you're taking with Cooper. And we'll get more reports over the weekend. So don't make a final determination now. But if Cooper's out there against this Eagles defense, I'm probably going to play him unless I'm stocked at receiver. And in the leagues I have him. Uh, they're pretty deep leagues. One's a 14-teamer, and the other's 12 with 20 roster spots. And I got buys and injuries, so I'm probably playing them. I don't feel great. I understand there's some risk, but looks like I'm probably going to play those guys this week if they go. But again, we should get more news over the weekend, uh, news Sunday morning, uh, and then we can make a, a better, more informed decision uh, before we decide, yeah, we have to get this guy in there. Uh, the Packers, man, what a, a ton going on here. Devontae Adams has been ruled out. We knew that was probably going to be the case as he deals with turf toe. Jimmy Graham was back at practice, so he should be good to go. Obviously, he's not the same player. He's disappointed. He had an opportunity for a touchdown last week and couldn't catch it, but tight end is terrible, man. So if you have Jimmy Graham outside of the you know top seven, top eight tight ends, you're probably playing him this week because there will be at least an opportunity for targets especially with all the injuries of wide receiver. Now, Marquez, Marquez Valdez-Scantling did not practice today. He's a game-time decision. It sounds like, though, they're going to try and get him to play. Geronimo Allison dealing with the concussion and a chest injury. I don't think he plays, but they're listing him as a game-time decision. So, obviously, Alan Lazard was one of the top pickups this week in the high-stakes format. I picked him up in two leagues or three, and I'm planning to play him. I mean, the bottom line is Aaron Rodgers requested this guy to be on the field. He had a touchdown, and he's got the size 6'5", and they just lack targets right now. So if he's out there, I'm going to play him. Um, if, if Especially, now, if Valdez Scantling is there, I, I you know what, I, I probably still play him. What has Valdez Scantling done? He's had an opportunity here. He's not 100%. He hasn't taken advantage of that opportunity. Two catches last week. So I know he was banged up, but he didn't miss much time. So, yeah, I'm, I'm probably still playing Lazard. If Allison's out, I'm, pl- I'm playing Lazard. And I'm not saying he's a must start. You know, don't give me like 
three, four good receivers and be like, oh, you said Lazard's good. No, but those are legit receivers. But this is a difficult week with four teams on by and some good players are out. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry. This is good receivers not playing this week. So you might be forced to uh, play a guy uh, like Lazard. Uh, Hollywood Brown did not practice today. Now, he usually doesn't practice much, but this is another Friday he hasn't practiced. He didn't practice Friday last week, and he sat. So probably not going to play this week is my guess. It doesn't really help the other receivers. Now, they had a big lead last week against Cincinnati. This could be more back and forth. I guess Miles Boykin, deep sleeper. I don't feel great about it. I think it helps Mark Andrews the most, for sure. Andrews had eight targets last week. Could be more this week. So not that you need me to tell you to start him, but Mark Andrews certainly one of the tight ends I'm looking at in DFS this week. Uh, Chris Herndon still not practicing. Uh, I don't think he plays this week. Hopefully he can return next week. Uh, looks like Deshaun Jackson will probably sit out this week against Dallas, and I think that's what we mo- expected. Obviously, they've missed him. Uh, that offense just hasn't been uh, the same. Sterling Shepard will not be cleared to play here in Week 7. It's the second concussion of the year. I don't think this is a shock at all. I'm not even sure if he returns next week, so uh, keep that in mind if you are a Sterling Shepard owner. Uh, he's going to miss some uh, more time. Uh, Vernon Davis has been ruled out for week seven against the 49ers. There's your revenge game. People love the revenge game. And I, I say it sarcastically a lot because everyone points to it. And it's so funny because there's times that it doesn't work and no one brings that up. You know, like, okay, if revenge game is such a thing, play Ryan Fitzpatrick this week. What are you going to say? Because Miami sucks. Oh, so now for that context, we're not going to use it. But if he was playing a better, uh, a better matchup, appealing defensively we're gonna say it you can't pick and choose it's either a revenge game or it's not so uh, i do say that mockingly sometimes uh doug marone expects nick Foles to practice next week so he had surgery week one when he broke his collarbone so they had said 10 to 12 weeks so that seems a little early there but they're probably not going to push him with the way gardner Minshew has played and i know Minshew had a very bad game last week but it was against the saints i mean that's a really good defense and They've had a, a tough run here. Good matchup this week, though, against Cincinnati. So Minshew certainly in the streaming conversation. Or if you play two quarterbacks and play the matchups, I think you can look at Minshew this week. Bengals defense really banged up. They're without their two starting cornerbacks, and they weren't good to begin with. And that offense has had a tr- uh, tough time uh, moving the football and putting up points early in games. Mitch Trubisky is listed as questionable against the Saints. So he did practice all week long. So he's probably going to play. Um, not that you love the spot for him. Really, it's super flex leagues that you're rolling with him. And I know I am in a super flex league. I just have been bad at the quarterback position this year. Uh, this was a year, I guess, uh, got the wrong quarterbacks. Last year, I waited. It worked. Had a good year. I'm still in the mix, but not the ideal scenario at quarterback. So it is definitely a tough matchup here against the Saints, and he is dealing with that left shoulder injury. So not the best spot here for Trubisky this week, and hopefully you don't have to use him. Uh, Jeff Swain, tight end for Jacksonville, is out this week. He's in concussion protocol. Not that many people were using him, but I did get a couple questions uh, for those in deep leagues. Delaney Walker didn't practice today, although ESPN's Teron Davenport said it's very likely Walker will suit up and play this week. But, man, he has not really been playing a lot lately. His snaps are down. And I know tight end is a difficult position, but I don't feel good about him. I uh, didn't draft him anywhere this year, but uh, it just hasn't been trending up for him. Lots more ahead when we return as we'll wrap it up. We'll go over any last-minute breaking news when it comes to injuries and look at a couple matchups for the weekend. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis wrapping it up here on a Friday afternoon as we get set for Week 7. And it is going to be a rough week, but don't worry. We have you covered. Head on over to FullTimeFantasy.com. You're going to need us this weekend. There's a lot going on. Bye weeks, injuries aplenty. So head on over there. Hop on the message boards and forums and we will help you out. Uh, you're going to have to dig a little deep this week, especially in competitive leagues. So check out the Week 7 Deep Sleepers article, which is up now. Breaking news. It's better to get this news today instead of waiting until Sunday, but it's not good here. Alvin Kamara and Jared Cook have been ruled out for the Saints. So at least we get the news early. And I don't think this is a surprise. You know, I said it when I talked about it. I didn't think Kamara would play this week. Um, and I didn't expect Cook to play. As I said in the league last night where I had Cook, uh, I had to make a decision to drop uh, a player to open it up to get a tight end tonight because uh, we have waiver wire runs Wednesday and Friday night. That's it. No first come, first serve. So glad this was made now, and I can go out and pick up a tight end tonight. But uh, I, I like Latavius Murray. I know it's not a great matchup, and the Saints offense is in trouble here this week. I don't see a lot of points. So I see Murray as like a low-end RB2 because the volume is going to be there. I mean, he's going to get 15 to 20 touches. He's going to catch three, four passes. Uh, and it's pretty much him and Michael Thomas this week. And look, we saw the Saints last week. It was an ugly offensive day. They really struggled to move the football against Jacksonville. And the Bears' defense is good. I know they got beat by the Raiders before the bye, but it's a good defense. So going on the road, it's a really tough spot for the Saints' offense this week. But I am going to play Latavius Murray Again, if you're just go look at your lineups this week. I mean, if you're in a 10, 8 or 10 team league, 
then fine. Um, so you can sit them. But if you're in a 12 or 14, then, you know, you can't uh, sit these guys. I mean, you got to play Murray. I see a lot of leagues where I'm going to play Murray where I have him. So, again, it's not the ideal spot, but it's volume. That's what we're looking for right now. He's going to get the volume, and you hope that he catches four passes and finds the end zone. Again, any specific questions, you can head on over to FullTimeFantasy.com. Ask your questions on the best sports and forums. We'll be there all the way up until kickoff on Sunday. Hope you guys have a great weekend. I'll be back Monday, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.